Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And today, we have an interesting topic, one we've skirted around. I've had some guests on about open relating, but today is a different, little different topic. Um, it's called open nesting. But being an open nester, what is that? What does that mean? And I have a couple with me. Tessa and Amir, and they're going to talk about it. But first, I want to actually introduce them properly. So hang on a second. So Tessa and Amir are a deeply experimental and creative couple who've been joyfully married for over 30 years. That's more than I could say for myself. I've never been married. Um, half of which they've explored ethical non-monogamy. They continue to evolve in their perfectly imperfect way into their own act three as their adult kids leave the nest. Together, they launched the Open Nesters podcast to help themselves and others grow and evolve before, during, and after this transitional time. So you two, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for Lori. having us. Very exciting yeah. for me. I studied Lori's book and, and, and all of her wonderful teachings during my master's program, I was telling her earlier. So for me, this is a real treat. Thanks. Nice. So nice to meet you. It's. I feel so. You know. I feel edified by that. That's so. It's like. It. I feel. It always warms me when someone says, "Oh, I read your book, and it was. You know, whatever yeah. it was." So thank. You. Okay. So you. So it seems like you probably grew up, the same way I did. You know, to be like, whatever your parents said to do, or whatever traditional. Get into a traditional relationship and do something like that which I never did. I was supposed to, you know, marry a doctor and live on Long Island, um, just like my parents. And, and uh, I was like, I'm not doing that, never doing it. So I didn't do it. So I've been single my whole life. We could say that I've been open. <laughs> yes. So you, two, you, so you got married over 30 years ago. And then, um, so tell me a little bit about it. You know, like, either how did you meet or you were married and you were doing something that seemed, I hate this word, normal. And then you. you yeah, actually, when we met, the interesting thing about Amir and my own opening, even then without knowing to call it that, was that his parents had already chosen an untraditional lifestyle that he'll talk about. So the 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 paradigms were kind of open even then for us. Uh, my parents wow. definitely more traditional we hadn't really digested it in that way yet, and sexuality was not discussed as something, and, and neither was love, because many topics that are taboo are not discussed in our society. So I would say um, I've always been an adaptable, dance-through-life kind of person, So because yeah. my, mom, my mom was even a dancer, and so I was always just entered with open eyes and curiosity. So when I entered the marriage, that's how I, I looked at it, like a journey. Right, and, and I was not actually told to get married and to find a wife and 
have the van and the the dog and the kids. I saw my parents uh, live together apart. They have has a, they had the arrangement where they uh, my mom lived in Israel and my father lived here, and that's the way they chose to be, and works wow. for them. And it's worked for them. My mom was a radio celebrity for the Israeli Radio Broadcasting Authority, and she would not leave her job. There was no way that she would do that, or her career. She was uh-huh. passionate and in love with it, and he didn't want to stay where, he, where she was. So he moved, and three or four times a year, they got together for a month, here or there. So I already saw a non-traditional relationship, which... We didn't know that we are going to enter also in a non-traditional relationship, but here we go. And, and they did want us to have kids. I will definitely sure, say that's not at like all. They, they, they wanted us to have families, and they were very excited and loved our... But they wanted our well-being first, then sure. their, their benefits from it. Well, very forward, forward thinkers. Amazing uh, that they lived so far apart. I When you say that, I just want to let you know that um, when my after my mother died... My mother died when she was 72, and my father met someone later on that he fell in love with again in his 70s, and they would never live together, and they called it Together and Apart, and I told them, I wanted them to write a book called Together and Apart, and they wouldn't, they just wouldn't do it, but I... That's I, a big movement now. Vicki Larson is writing a book about that. And many women, if you go on a huge Facebook page, Living Apart Together, we actually interview her and have that on our Open Nestor podcast. People are choosing those kind of things, yeah. too. Even if it's monogamous and committed, they're choosing right. to make choices that are not from a prescription. Yeah, when, when, we, when we met, we, for me, it was love at first sight. I knew that this is the one. She didn't, and it took me about six months to get a date. So never mind thinking about open relationship, non-monogamy. All I wanted to do is get married. Just just get that girl. So wow. and I did. it took me six months to get a date, uh, and then almost lost her. But mm. get her, and now 30 years later, we get to talk about it. Absolutely. And amazing journey. And Amir, did you grow up in both places? You grew up in yes. Israel and Correct. US? Yeah. Yes. Half time here, half time there, or something right. like that. Yeah, back and amazing. forth. Really amazing. Yeah. Multicultural, so, multilingual. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, okay, so let's go to this concept of open nester. You know, like when, like, I don't know what, I'm not going to assume anything about you, you know, that like, oh, for X number of years, you seem to be in a monogamous relationship. And then at a certain time, you had this idea. Just tell me, how did you come up with the concept open nester? So I want to make a a, a disclaimer, so to speak, that open nesters had really nothing to do with open relationship or open marriage at that time. Mm. It also encompasses that. But the, the main objective of open nesters is not really just non-monogamy. It was the time where we took our last kid to school and we came back and Tessa was sitting in the kitchen and she says, wow, we are empty nesters. And I looked at her and I went, opened up the door and I said, you're wrong. 
we are open nesters. Just think about everything we can do right now, the freedom that we have, the ability uh, to do whatever it is that we want to be. Get up, and, and if we want to have sex in the, in, the, in the kitchen, we can do. We don't have to worry about where the kids are. And that's how it started. And then mm-hmm. that was uh, a year before we even thought about the podcast. And the open nesters just kind of grew and uh, was an evolution. We kept on telling people, no, we're not empty nesters. We're open nesters to anyone who would ask as they asked right. us. And so it just it had its own life. We've been saying about this podcast and about this kind of brand that we love so much, that we've embraced. And so we believe that the idea of openness is so key to our lives. It just keeps our, our bodies, minds, and hearts wide open. And empty sounds so negative and empty and, and yeah. lonely. Like you got and, going yeah, on. What, I mean, it's empty room without any photos on the walls or anything. Open sounds like airy, four windows, <laughs> uh, view of the beach and the mountains and grass on the other side. And it's people coming in and out and guests and friends. Open, that's what open means for us. And you open nest, your, your nest is open also for the kids to come back. We happen to have our youngest back in, at home. Due to COVID, he has to study for his master's remotely. So he is home, and we love to have him. So the boomerang effect where the kids are coming back to the nest is okay. Part, it's also part of the open nesting. And I would yeah. say that a big part of happiness for me, and and what you you know you I know your biggest thing is the sex and happiness, and I've yeah. I've loved your book about transforming our lives from this place of 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 acceptance of, of of finding our male and female side of being open to whatever journey that brings and sexuality can be a big huge part of it, and we can go into it in a minute, but we do uh, see that. We have friends that are intellectually pursuing something else, going back for school, selling everything and traveling the world, choosing to live apart together, choosing to have other partners or not. Like, it's not one way. And so the idea is that openness can open our hearts to what's possible. Right. And and I said to Tessa many times, we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. And (laughs) And you're thinking about... What is success? How how do we monetize? We didn't think about all this stuff. We didn't have a well-written business plan that we are executing right now. A dear friend of mine who passed away, partner, said to me one time, sometimes you can't wait for success. you got to move on without it. And that really yeah. stuck and resonated right. with me. And that's exactly what we're doing. We are just going from one interview to another we're having a blast and laughs in between sometimes we argue when we edit it because we don't we're not sophisticated where we have a a tech engineer to (laughs) edit and takes all the ums and takes all the 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 white nose and everything else it's i used i used to do that i don't do that anymore but he doesn't take all the ums out (laughs) no (laughs) we we do we do we want to try to clean it and we want to project a good Uh, it is a professional, well-done podcast, we think. And our son wrote the music for it. Our daughter, who's, a, who's in theater and community organizing, a great writer, has helped us with some of the story sides of it because right. we're looking at brands and other directions as well of the open nesters. 
And so we're very much on this exciting journey. So we've had this place down here where you're looking at to play, which has been my big emphasis all of my life. And I think being playful is what keeps us alive as well. So using our imagination and experimenting and we drum and we dance here and, and we put on music and we bring friends in and we keep our energy alive. We don't wait for someone else to tell us, like you were saying, we are not waiting to die. We are living and continue to living. That's our hope and our prayer every day and our gratitude of where we wake up healthy. So we That's want, we, we want to, we want to convey that kind of a, a message. I actually saw in your book today. I love something you wrote. Um, and it's quoted by Francis Moore Lapp. Even the fear of death is nothing compared to the fear of not having lived authentically and fully. I've grown certain that the root of all fear is I've been forced to deny who we are. Right. And we want authenticity. So we're pushing that edge. We hope to be trailblazers with many other people like you. And that's what the Open Nesters is about. And Malcolm Forbes have engraved on his tombs, while alive he lived. And this is exactly what it's all about. Is living with yeah. his true. I have to give Tessa a lot of credit for being mindful, being able to live in the moment, embrace the moment, and live in it. And I, I never thought I could because I always have to be planning and always has to be projection, and I live by projection, and how are we going to do this done, and how do we execute, and what's the business plan, and how we, who's going to be a part of our team. Uh, that's not how we're doing this podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's so great. So you influence each other really uh, beautifully. That's, uh, I mean, and also it's like a polarity thing. If you're very, you know, how are we going to do it? We have to have a strategy. Da, da, da. Correct. She's like, Let's play. So that's like you're in the masculine and she's yeah. in the feminine. But that doesn't mean you're stuck there because of the bodies that you're no, in. And no, the polarity. She, she is the wanderer and she likes yeah. to wander and... No, we're exploring. But actually, interestingly, you talk about the polarities because I often talk about paradoxes. And right now during COVID, how much we're embracing grief and gratitude or growth. I, there's so many things that are showing our their their paradoxes in their most uh, ups, you know the biggest spiritual forms of us having to embrace. And I love the idea of tantra and what you've taught because of the polarities. So actually, I Amir and I are both exploring different sides of ourselves. And it is sexually, and it is in this idea that we are not one thing. We are fluid. And we've learned that from the younger generation. And I'm so glad that they've made so much headroad and been trailblazers for this generation to stop all of the binary thinking. So we're yeah. excited to be able to help that with our age group is not necessarily understanding it as much. So that's what we're doing with our openness. Yeah, they're not. It's, it's, very, it's very difficult. I mean, in my work, um, we... Like, you know, so one of my, the organizations that I belong to, we're trying to be more diverse and inclusive. And um, it's so difficult for some people. Some people just, they just don't want, they're like, they label everything social justice. We don't want to be social justice warriors. And I'm like, just be a human. Like, just be a human with an open mind. Like, there are people who don't want to be categorized the way we've categorized people. Just listen to them. They have something to offer, and they have them. I heard it put really well on Sunday. Diverse people have a medicine different from ours, and their medicine will help us see something else, experience something new, 
round ourselves out. It may even have an answer to something that's plagued us that we don't even know. You know, but there's a medicine there. There's a medicine there for everybody that's different. Wow. So, yeah, I love it. So good. So, um, all right. So how, so you've been doing this. Let's go to the kids for a minute. How do the, how do you explain any of what you're into to your children, to your grown children? Well, like anything else, kids don't really want to know about the details of sex. I mean, when, when I was, when we were, they were really little, I would put a little note on the front door and say, can you give your parents quiet time? And we only found out recently, my daughter's like, mom, I heard you all the time. It was not quiet time, but (laughs) that's okay. So the truth is we thought we have to set boundaries and take our space even when they were young. And then as they got older, I pretty much came out to each of them in their own time frame. Mm Uh, my daughter is queer. Our daughter is queer and poly already. So she was the easiest one to discuss it with. And our son, and who's now married, and my daughter-in-law are accepting and progressive human beings who see humans as humans. And they have their own you know, thoughts about a- accepting anyone. So they're, they were beautiful and open about it. We've discussed it with them, and I certainly have. And our little one had an open relationship in college. So I said, you know, did you know that dad and I are in an open relationship at some point? He's like, I kind of figured. You know, no, nobody really wants to know too much more than that. So it's no, all good. No one wants to picture their parents having and, and we tell And we tell them, don't ask questions you don't want to hear the answers for. <laughs> so they don't ask too many questions. And if, But if they do, we tell them. We really didn't. I did not have to get engaged I did not have it to be engaged in these kind of conversation. Tessa was the one that. Uh, I felt out the timing. Yeah, so. she, she yeah. Well, I mean, I've been to hedonism before where um, there are couples who t- go down the beach to sandals and they take a picture at sandals with all their, you know. Right. Sandals gear. Yeah, their their clothing on, and then they race back to hedonism and pull their clothes off, you know. And, but they don't want. <laughs> <laughs> many don't many want... couples don't like to talk to their kids about sex. Is not a comfortable topic. We right. also were naked in our hot tub when our kids were young, so our kids got used to that. That there's a self expression here that we accept, and it'll take you a while to accept it, and that's right. okay. So it's about being ourselves because we don't have to be tied to them. As a mom, I always say I'd rather be a, a model than a martyr. And so I really do live my life that way. She does. <laughs> that is beautiful. And I'm glad to hear it. And your kids sound like they're really healthy as well. So um, so how, why do you say that this is, like it sounds like you were like this the whole time. So I guess I want to know, like, why do you say this is stage three? You know, this well, is act, act three opens up the time for us to now have to not devote so much time to our raising children. Right. So once they're adults, regardless of where they are as adults, we and we will always, thank goodness, have a great relationships with them because that's what we've nurtured. And yet our boundaries now are so much easier to just say, this is our space. And not only is it our space, but we're going wherever we want. We're doing whatever we want. And we don't feel as accountable. So this Act yeah. 3 gives us a huge platform to play and explore now. Mm-hmm. So regardless of that, we did it, which, yes, we were how we were forthcoming and definitely proactive, I would say. Yeah. I mean, Act no 1. Surprises. Doesn't sound like there are any huge surprises. No, we came from Act 2 where we focused on the kids. We gave them the education. 
the love that we nurture them rituals rituals tradition family. everything that we could we gave the kids at that time and it takes a lot out of you it takes out of our relationship uh, we cannot give as much to each other when you give so much to your kids and now right. where the kids are out of the house and they're in their own ways and the nest is open we can be open nesters and go and pursue our own desires because it's just beginning for and us. our relationship is better. exactly our relationship is better not because the kids are out of the house just because, because we've had the space and time to nurture our relationship exactly yeah. So that's the act three that has had a, had, a, had a shift for sure. I mean, we feel it in our ability to accept each other and encourage one another to go out and become more of you, you, who you want to become and yet bring back that erotic theme right. that you have that's different than mine back into my energy space and be, be more fulfilled from the inside so that you have abundance and it comes out. It, so our logo is exactly that, the infinity sign, kind of going out into the world and bringing back your flow so that it's not, and we nurture that. We actually yeah. intentionally spend time to nurture that. And I, don't want, I want to make sure that nobody should really put us on a pedestal and look at us and say, oh, look at this perfect cover because... Listen, we have, our good fights. We, have, we have our good fights, we have our, our disagreements, and even making the podcast, sometimes we disagree of how, where to put, and why to cut this, and why we have to put this one in. And we argue, sometimes loudly, and sometimes somebody leaves the room. So we're not that perfect, but we never went to sleep uh, hating each other or after an argument. We always made up before we went to sleep. And that, yeah. was, that was the key. Forgiveness, no, no, being yeah, forgiving, exactly. you know, both of us exactly. being forgiving of anyone in our lives exactly. because that's the only way we can move on is but we, to forgive. We're certainly yeah. not perfect. We're certainly not perfect. And over no, no, I read, I over read in your bio, the, you're imperfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> By the way, anybody who thinks they're perfect, I got, a, I got news for them. There yeah. is no perfect. I don't, people made a God to be perfect, and then they started to compare themselves Exactly. That. And that, I don't like, I don't even know what that's about. You right. know, we're all, we all have our uh, dents and we all have our challenges and we all have our, our exactly. traumas and our right. things that we heal. So we just try to make the best day after day, stay healthy, stay active, work in progress and just love life. Good. So what are you trying to accomplish with your podcast, how first of all, how long has the podcast been around? Uh, the the Open Nesters podcast, and um, and what do you really want? What do you want to really give to the world? Well, the podcasts have been out now. Tomorrow we'll have our third episode. Brand new, we're brand, brand spanking new. Um, our third episode is the, our third episode going to be uh, aired tomorrow will be available okay. on the podcast platform and what we want to, the message that we want to convey i'm going to let tessa tell and i'll supplement that okay well i mentioned some of it over this discussion and there's so much more because people don't always know how to tune into what brings them alive so we're hoping that the podcast in all the different kinds of messaging and the different experts that we have on and the different divorcees that found themselves or different open relationships that created new what new partnerships or people that as a couple 
the one that's coming up are three different couples. One of them, even though she's a triathlete, that she just started as an open nester when she had time, and he became he retired and became a museum art consultant. They have different paths, different times, they're, they're, and they have to make a date to be together, and they're committed. And I, you love hearing their fun story. And there's a couple that decide to take up ballroom dancing and kayaking, and you'll hear their story. And there's a couple that decide to become sober and, and went to all kinds of consciousness-raising retreats and do spiritual practice more now together, and they're succeeding. So it's, it's this idea that we have so many ways into ourselves and to try to just be open to that discovery. And we hope that the Open Nester podcast allows people in so many avenues to see what's out there. And it, it could be sexually, yeah, but it doesn't have, it's not all about yeah. that. You yeah. see, there are, many, there are many podcasts out there on any subject that you want. If you want to oh, go yeah. for non, non-monogamy, you can find it. You want to talk about swinging, there's podcasts for that. Kink, there's podcasts for that. Hobbies and craft, there's podcasts for that. Uh, uh, empty nesters, there's podcasts for that. What we have done is we've taken it and make it a very general open nesters, act three for many people. Some of our episodes are PG-13, some of them are R, and some of them are triple X. And you know, you have, to, you have to look for what you want to look at. We cover it all because Act Three is does not mean that you just one thing. We want to be appealing to the people that are looking for new hobbies. We want to be appealing for people that are looking uh, to start a new business in their Act Three or travel or travel. And we want to be appealing to people that want to experiment kink or swinging or open relationship. What it's Tantra. all about? Is it for us? Should we do it? What is it? And this is giving them a very non-threatening general entry to this arena where they can choose what they want to hear about. And they right. don't really like, if you're subscribed to, uh, I don't know, Swing Swinging, whatever, if there's a podcast like that. There probably is five. Yeah, yeah. So you 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 kind of like nailed into that, and well, gee whiz, I'm listening to you know you try probably to hide the fact that you are a subscriber to that. Here you don't have to hide. You're listening to a general audience type of uh, podcast. And podcasts are great because you're listening in your ears anyway. It's only for your ears. If it doesn't, right. it's not on a screen that someone can walk into. So we love the idea of coming through people's auditory tracks. Right. We like yeah. it. So, so yes, you, no. Since only since COVID. I used to only be audio, but now it's uh, it's both because sure. there are people at home and they want to watch now. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Uh, and, we, and we say some of the episodes are, if they are X-rated or R, we say this is for mature audience only. So we will be, be prepared. And people can, choose, people can choose which episode to listen to, but we want Very to appeal good. to a general audience. Very good. Well, I'd love to come on with my partner. And talk about what we're doing. We're doing extraordinary love. We would Yay, love. We would love. Extraordinary to have, love. We're so excited. We I want to book you. I was hoping when we get off that we'll book our interview with you. We we are our latest creation is um, extraordinary lovers experience and um, and and we're having a blast. And we oh. have a lot of we have we have a lot of the same considerations. That you have, even though you know we haven't been together, we've been together for six years. But yeah. Lori, yeah. there's so much for from for our audience to hear from you and learn from you, and we would love Such to an host honor. you on, yes. on our podcast as well. Yeah, I'd because, love to be. yeah, so we will we will take care of that. Yeah. So let's see. 
So I, what I'm getting as this message is that um, really that the sky is the limit and that anything that you can uh, think of, uh, you can do mm-hmm. when you're together and you're committed to being together in any form that you're committed to being together. Or, or as an individual. We do or have divorcees and, and people that decide that's not their lifestyle to be together with a, as a partner. I mean, yeah. we don't want to limit that. I so. mean, look, if, if Tessa okay. decides tomorrow that she wants to go for, I'm just throwing that out there, for a month with her girlfriends or her lover to Korea, to Vietnam, and I do not want to go along, and she wants to do it alone and explore, she can do it. She yeah. just has to choose that this is what she wants to do and choose the company that she wants to go along with. Got it. So it's not just together. The opposite. It's also being able to allow each other the freedom to explore on our own. Exactly. I I hear that. I just want to tell you you, that my interpretation of that is that's together. It doesn't mean. Of course. It doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't have to be look like this. Right. It does mean like the Bobsy twins. It means. To me, that you're together in your harmony of thinking, in your harmony of commitment, in your harmony of returning to love. So, correct. Yes, you have freedom because you're you have that. I don't know. These days, there's unconditional new- love. If there wasn't yeah. unconditional well, love, well, I actually believe that love is conditional, but that's okay. I, I, I mean, what, what I meant by unlimited love. love. Yeah, my partner does as well. He believes that love is conditional. Like if you do the wrong thing, that's it. With our with our kids, I mean, we forgive doing the wrong thing, but over time, if someone's wearing down who you are, then you don't stay committed and in love because you'll fall out of that because you have to love yourself more. And our kids, though, our kids are different. Kids, I do have unconditional love for our children, and because they they've come from me and through me, and they're doing their thing, and doesn't mean that I'm always going to be happy with it. But I'm always going to be there for them, and I think right. by now, by now, Amir and I are maybe, close enough that we will always be there for each other. Maybe I should say, rather than unconditional, deep, genuine love to each other. Maybe that's yeah. that would be the better phrase for it. And I agree, the love is conditional, but because of that genuine, deep love, I want her to experience everything she can. And I do and, not want to stand in her him. way Absolutely. just because either I have a job that's prevented me from doing that or I have some kind of a stigma against what she's doing. I want her to explain. Or you don't it. want to go to, which particularly you don't, Korea or Vietnam, and you no don't desire. want to do the kind of things I like to do on the beaches. Right. So exactly. we're very good about giving each other the space to do what each other wants to do. That's love. I got it. It's great. Yeah. Really, really great. All right, so let's find out how do how do people get in touch with you? How do they find this this podcast? Um, it's both of you can you can like answer together. It doesn't matter. Like one of you will. Theopennesters.com. dot com. Yeah. You want to spell it yes. out? The Open Nester. <laughs> yeah, that's the Open double N in the middle. S at the end. Theopennesters dot com. Register trademark. Don't try to do anything. <laughs> this is ours podcast and we would love to hear from anybody that thinks that he has a story or anything of value to share with our audience we'd love to hear from them and potentially get them as a guest on our show also through our facebook page we also have a closed discussion facebook page which is the open nesters 
on Facebook, and we are on all the social media platforms. You can find us, The Open Nesters. And if you want to email me, I'm happy to take an email from anyone. I'm Tessa. So it's Tessa at TheOpenNesters.com. Beautiful. And Tessa is spelled T-E-S-S-A. Yes. Correct. Good. So so let me ask you um, if you have a tip, you know, like, let's leave my listeners with a tip. I mean, I feel like they've been throughout, you know, be open, like listen to the other person that, you know, give them some space to figure out what they want to do and, and trust them, et cetera. But you may have one that I didn't. I would say I would I would give one for if you don't know if you're comfortable with something, try it, because being playful and letting yourself experiment with something new is where we grow the most. It doesn't come from what we know. So just to let go of all those previous program things that we've been thinking we love and say, what else can I love? Let me see. Curiosity is my biggest tip. And I would, I would say from the many things that we can advise or we can tell our audience or your audience of how to be and how to live, whatever, I think that the most important thing for me would be that one has to curb their jealousy. They have to allow freedom to to the, to the partner to do whatever they need to do without being jealous. Whether it is being with another partner, whether it is trying to pursue their own career, whether they're pursuing their own hobbies or adventures, don't be jealous of that. Let it go because the deep love will always bring your partner right back to you in full love, even more loving than they left you on their adventure or whatever they're doing. So that's what be yeah, my I advice. I give you the bell for that. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not hear it. Can you hear, can you hear the bell? I didn't hear the bell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, can, you, you can't say you get the bell and don't don't, don't bell. I it. did ring it. It just, just <laughs> I go everywhere with a bell so people know me as having a bell that, and I ring yeah. things, say stuff, yeah. Okay. So, all right, well, great. Thank you so much for being my guest today. I we totally are thrilled to pleasure. be part of that. Yeah, yeah. thank you. And everybody listening today, I want to let you know to stay tuned when I will have another amazing guest or guests the next time. I thank you so much for being my listeners of Sex and Happiness. You've been very loyal. People tell me all the time when, when I travel the world, they say, I heard your podcast. And I thank you. I mean, I, I, there's no point in doing it if there wasn't you. Exactly. So, so there's you and um, and you're the important ones in the equation here. We just put, we're putting out programs that we hope you grow from and listen to because, as I say, your sex and happiness are connected. They're very connected, and um, I want you to be sexier and happier in your life. I want you to have it all. So absolutely. And Tessa and Amir signing off today for sex and happiness. Join us next time. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.